Welcome to Skunkworks, where each episode we speak with CEOs of established SaaS companies about strategies for keeping innovation fresh. Hello, everyone. Eric here. I'm the host of the Skunkworks podcast, a show where we collect stories from experienced business leaders with the intention, quite frankly, of simply inspiring and helping others on their journey. But before I begin, this episode is brought to you by HalfSeries. It's a design and technology company that I founded, which helps service companies become tech-enabled businesses. And today, I have none other than Len Finkel, CEO at Prophecy with me. Hello, Len. Thanks for being here. Hey, Eric. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. I really, uh, so we had some pre-discussion. I understand that you're very, in, in my mind, and I don't want to throw too many flowers at you and, and embarrass you, but you seem like- Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. That's all right. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> you seem to me like an excellent organizer of troops and communicator. So I really want to kind of focus on this. But before we get into the exact topic, could you just tell us really quickly about Prophecy, but mostly like what is it but and what makes you interested in, in that company? Uh, thank you, Eric. So, so Prophecy, we're a software company. We're based here in Atlanta. And what we do is uh, we're a software developer. We sell it and service it, implement it. It's data management software. So we sell to corporations or enterprises and they use our software to basically improve the quality of their data and to make sure that it's harmonized. And what gets me super excited is, listen, we all are are in this world where data is exploding. And I don't know if all the the viewers know the stats, but uh, 90% of the data that exists today did not exist two years ago. 90% of the data that exists today didn't exist two years ago. So it's just flying at us. And now with the cloud, being so popular in the technology, all this data is now spread out all over the place. So for corporations that need to move agile and be agile and get the things done to accomplish their missions, they need to have accurate data. And the only way you can have accurate data when it's spread all out over the place and there's so much of it is to have software like ours that can keep it clean, but also keep it in sync with each other. So what gets me super excited is this is something that companies need so badly to accomplish their goals. So we can really help so many different companies do the type of things they want to do to be successful and make their people successful. So it's Got pretty it. cool. So just so that I uh, put like a, a concrete example on it. So I'm imagining two companies merging or, or an M&A situation where there's two databases that are structured differently and you need to make them talk to each other and combine all that data. They bring you guys on so that you will harmonize that thing and you can you can merge them elegantly. You got it. You, you, you nailed it. Okay. We might have to bring you in <laughs> here. Uh, and, and to get to slightly more concrete, think about it. Some company buys two companies, like you said, or one other company and puts them together. And there's a high likelihood that they're going to have some customers that are the same and some that aren't. And it's going to take a while to get all that data together. So besides bringing it together and then sorting it out, we can help them identify during that process, as well as after, customers that they might have in one division, but not another. So now I can say, wow, I've got a customer in this one division, but this other division could actually sell things to them. Like we have someone that sells dental supplies and they acquired a company that did implants and they had another company 
that had um, different type of supplies for cleaning. And so they had customers that were the same customer of one division, but not a customer of another. They could then sell, hey, you already use us. We have these other products we can sell to you. So sometimes they don't even bring the data together. They want the companies to keep operating separately, but they get to actually get the benefit of letting them operate separately, separately, but then leverage it. And there's much more common instances where they'll have the same customer in their database, but in different names. Like I could, if, if it's a consumer-based company, I could be in there as Leonard Finkel, but also Len Finkel. Yeah. And I get two pieces of mail from them instead of one, and we help put those together and harmonize it. So it's pretty cool. I'm betting addresses must be a challenge. Like drive is DR and sometimes it's drive and sometimes it's D and you know, all that stuff. Exactly. You're right. Little things, they're both right, but they're just stored differently. How do you put them together? And when you think about what we've been through, like with COVID, all these restaurants that had people coming through a drive-through or eating in and very often, or even in different restaurants, they needed something like us because our software, because they had all these customers that were restaurant customers and maybe they weren't drive-through customers. And now when they had to shift the drive-through, which we had so many companies had to do, I can now take that information that I had in one place and leverage it in another. So Got it. it's lots of ways to help businesses be more agile. Okay. Very cool. This is the part where I have a hard time not geeking out, starting to geek out on business models. Yeah, I know. I'm probably, I'm doing the same. All right. So let's switch. All right. I got to come clean about something, Len. I actually got you here because I'm looking for free advice on something. All right. So uh, you, amongst other people, have gotten me really interested in OKRs. So objectives and key results as a means of putting a, a strategy together, rolling it out and communicating it to you know employees, stakeholders, making sure that everyone's aligned. You were very generous with me and you sent me your, your deck with your OKS so I could sort of spy on how you're actually doing it, which I actually did for my company. I have a big problem though. Um, part of my strategy in, in the next few years is to walk away from certain types of clients that we already have and move to another, another set of clients. Um, it would be really interesting for all of my employees to know that, but there are obviously challenges, right? So I'm, I'm thinking that this is, has the potential of creating a lot of confusion, insecurity, and you know, you're, you're working with a client that clearly is defined as not a client for the, of the future. How does that make you feel? So I'm sort of wondering if you have experience to share here uh, that could lead to, I'm, I'm really big on... Hopefully, you could give me an advice if you want, but if you could share something that that you've experienced that actually has maybe a lot more value. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you sort of react to that. Sure. No, absolutely. Well, uh, you mentioned free advice. And uh, so right away, that might tell you the value of the advice that I that I give you, but I'll try my best. <laughs> um, so, you know, you mentioned, AK, you mentioned two things, as you know, Eric. One is around OKRs, which is a great tool to help focus people to help enable them to see what is most important and also to see how they contribute to what you're trying to do. So I view OKRs as a great tool. And the other thing you mentioned was a change in strategy, right? So, you know, one thing I would say is I definitely would not produce the OKRs until you know the strategy. So if it's a strategy you're not doing for say a year or two, 
then I would keep the OKRs focused on what you already know that you're accomplishing today. Okay. Um, when you think about changes, and you mentioned you were super gracious in the beginning about you know some flattering words about you know putting people together and being able to help focus an organization, and and, and people definitely need clarity, right? Um, and that's important. So when you're in the process of making a change, you need to make sure you know where you're going with that change before you start putting things like OKRs on there, okay? Because they need to know where they're going. So if you're not 100% set on this new vision yet, you probably want to wait because there's all these different stages that people go through in change. Um, so that would be the, the first thing I would say is, yeah, OKRs are awesome, but you have to make sure that the timing is right for them. You yep. already know what this new strategy is. Are you ready for them to start executing on it? Oh, I like that. Uh, I really like that. I think that that's a good, I've been looking for a rule, if you will, like, like a rule of thumb of share it if the, nah, don't share it if the, nah. and I think the word execute might be the the operating word here is to say if it's going to be time for them to start executing on that really you know soon then it makes sense to start talking about it if not you know better keep it on the rest for now and because who knows it, it might evolve and so at that point i've been um I, i've always been a really strong proponent of a lot of clarity with uh, with my team i, I share budgets i you know i, I share uh, a lot of things i've also because of that, been um, told that some people see this as a, uh, well, I don't know where I'm going. Because mm. I'm very okay with the fact that I'm trying a bunch of stuff and not everything's going to stick. But I, when I communicate it too early, which I think is a good thing because I kind of want people to have access to how I'm thinking about things and how I'm, I'm looking at the future of the business and the market and stuff like that. But I've had it, this very, very disheartening because we, we probe employees on, you know, we survey employees every, um, every four months. And so the last time it came back was, you know, Eric sometimes kind of doesn't feel like he knows where he's going. And it was, ugh, that was really painful to hear. And I know where that's coming from. It's because I share things you know, too early, but I always kind of thought, well, I want to implement OKRs. OKRs is a way of, of sharing all these things, but, uh, but yeah, the um, execution. So I'm going to, I'm going to remember yeah, that. Yeah. And what you just mentioned, sure, there is a, there is that fine line with leadership. So uh, one of our values, by the way, is constructive candor. So we are very much in the same boat as you. We want to share when in doubt, share. Okay. So I love the fact that what you've talked about, about being open and transparent, uh, but, you know, people do need clarity. But so I think as leaders, we have to figure out, OK, when and how you share it. So, for example, you know, we're going through a change and we say, OK, great team. Here is our vision and focus. Here's what we're doing. Here are some things, by the way, that we're thinking about that we'd love your help in ah. figuring out together, Shit, right, so as an example. Because, and you you know this, Eric, you're, you've, you've built a successful company. People don't like uncertainty, right? When you look at the stock market, it's a perfect example. When I was really young, I could never understand. See, I said really young, like I'm still young. When I was really young, I could never understand why a company would come out with bad news and their stock would go up. Because people... And in this case, investors 
hate not knowing when there's a certain, oh, what's going to happen? How bad is their business going to be? People fill those voids with negative thoughts. So when companies actually come out with the news, people feel better because now they know, even if it's bad news. So people need clarity. They need certainty. Uh, so the more you can do that, because I'm with you, I want to be as transparent as possible. You just have to make sure that people know, hey, here's where we're at. Here's where we're going. That hasn't changed. But wow, we're looking at some of these other things that we'd like your help on. And that way that gives them the chance to have input, because that's the best part about being transparent. Well, there's two things. One, you build trust. And that's huge. But the other, which is just as important, is you get great ideas, right? If I just lock myself in a room to think about uh, I, I'm not going to a good result if I get my leadership team together or some pe- key people in the organization. So the transparency helps us make those better long-term decisions. Right. I like that. So I might be saying, uh, you know, there's, I don't want to get into too many uh, details for obvious reasons, but there's a type of client I want to move away from and a type of client that I want to move towards. So I don't want to explain that in an OKR, but I could go to them and say, here's something that I'm thinking about. I've been noticing that there seems to be a very natural fit with these types of clients. So I'm going to start. So we're thinking about how we can move in that direction a little bit more or something like stay sort of start indicating stuff. But I I like the premise of like communicating that this is just something that we're thinking about at this point. Yeah. I mean, you'll get some great ideas from it. And then by the way, if you do decide to take that other route, now the people are more bought in yeah. because it was part of, right? Because first of all, hopefully you came up, you're not doing it just to get their buy-in. Hopefully they help you come up with the best answer. Mm-hmm. But also now they feel bought in, right? People want to feel like they're valued. They right. want to feel like their voice was heard. You know, we'd like to say that you'll, you, you, you will always have your say. You might not always get your way. But that first part is so important to people, right? Because now they feel like they're being heard. They're feeling valued. Uh, And a lot of times, more times than not, matter of fact, you're going to get great ideas. Um, So when in doubt, we lean towards transparency. You have to be careful not to cause confusion because I don't know about you, but I'll come up with five different types of things I might want to do. And I don't want to just sit there and you know, confuse people because clarity that you mentioned before is huge and people need that. They need a focus, clarity. You know, I need it. It's not yeah. that any, you know, everybody needs that. Yeah. And we're, uh, we've implemented EOS uh, a few years ago and, and that's a dynamic that I'm developing with my integrators. I'll go to him first and be like, Hey, this is something I'm thinking about. And sometimes I definitely get the feeling that he's going to say, well, you know what, that, you know, lead kites, that sounds like a an interesting idea. We're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that, and uh, but we need to get this one done first, and then and then let's talk about the other one. And I'm like, all right, I get the message. Uh, I'm gonna shut up about it. It's gonna stay in my head. I'm gonna keep on maturing it. But I think in the past I would have just said it. Like I would have been like, all transparency is good, which you know it really it really isn't. Right. All right cool. Well, by the way, yeah, transparency is always good. However. You haven't yet clarified your idea yet. Right. So, you know, I say transparency is always good. I told you constructive candor is one of our uh, mm-hmm. values. It used to just be candor. Uh, but we did find that we had people that might be candid with very non-productive things, yeah. right? Someone could say, oh, you know, Len, you're ugly. 
And by the way, maybe that's true, but there's <laughs> nothing constructive about that. But it's not useful. So even with constructive candor, there, you know, there's always modifiers on these things. So, yeah. you know, you're not tra- not transparent because you're trying to hide something, but you don't have something that's enough to share that's going to add value. All right. I think you said you draw you drew inspiration originally from a book called The Advantage. Yes. Is that is that yes. a book I should read? It is a book you should absolutely read. Yeah. Uh, it's written by a gentleman named uh, Pat Lencioni. Okay. Uh, and it's amazing. And I first learned about the book. Uh, I was uh, actually here at Prophecy. Um, and I was looking to you know build a great culture. And there was a, a company that I had heard of that had a great culture. And a, long story short, I called the CEO of their software company. I got an intro. And he's bringing me through all these thoughts. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm taking tons of notes. And then I said to him, I said, hey, do you mind if I call you back? And because I'm sure I'm going to come up with more questions. This is such great stuff. And he goes, sure, you can do that. Or you can go to the bookstore and, and buy the advantage because everything I just shared with you. <laughs> so that's how I learned about it. Ah. And, uh, and it's great because, you know, we're looking to build, continue to build a, just a fantastic company here. And it all starts with the people. Yeah. There is no doubt about that in my mind that anything great is is because you had a, a lot of great people uh that were motivated that worked in a team environment okay and that's what we you know we have been able to build here and um wanted to make sure put a lot of focus on it and, and it's really worked um you mentioned i've been here about five years when i came i took over from a, a very successful founder he started the company from zero brought it up to let's just say you know 70 employees and that's a great feat that is awesome. I've never taken something from zero and gone to 70. Uh, but there is something different that's needed to get from 70 people to 200 people. Right. And when I first got here, I would tell you, Eric, I had a team of executives that worked for me. Now I've got a team of people that work together and with each other. Mm-hmm. And that is so much more powerful. Um, and following some of those things and doing some other things. But the advantage was kind of the core to that, All helping right. us put a structure in place to get that done. It sounds very timely because I took this, the company from zero to now 70. So those are the exact yeah. Yeah, the, the exact numbers. I hit a big wall at 20 employees where I just couldn't do it anymore because I really didn't have any management in place. That was, I almost didn't survive that, that part because my day was just filled with the stuff that I really hated doing and none of the stuff that I loved doing. And it, it took... A, a a process to kind of get the next level and i'm feeling like i'm i'm touching that next wall right now so i definitely need need like whatever's the next move well first of all kudos to you because to take something you know from zero to 20 to 70 that's hard mm. right and that, and that takes a certain skill set one thing i've seen and you actually cleared that important hurdle going from 20 to 70 so i'm confident you can take it from 70 to 500 but a lot of people run into that wall and don't get past it because what takes a company to go from zero to something is usually someone that's just so focused and consumed and they're probably knocking down walls themselves right. to get to that point. And that's where the key difference is between that scale of you know 20 employees or 70 or 700 is now I've got to work through people and not just rely on myself, which you had to do going from zero to 20. Yeah. 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 And that, is, that was the liberating part too. Okay. Can, can we get down to like the nitty gritty? Cause I just want to have like operational advice from you. 
I saw your PowerPoint deck on your OKRs. I'm assuming that's just part of your communication package. How do you deliver that? You know, I'm assuming you're not sending this by email to all employees. You do like a, a town hall. Do you record yourself? Like, how does that? Because when you immediately, when you said, um, when, when you say that you get people's ideas or whatever, but I, I don't get that many ideas. A lot of times I'll announce things and I'll be like, Hey, my door's open and nothing happens. Like the, right. the, the same three people will walk into that door, but I don't really get uh, a lot more done than that. Do you, I was thinking yeah. of maybe having a question and putting out as a survey. I'm like thinking of how, how do I make this sort of bubble up? Great. What a, what a great question, Eric. And I agree with, look, I think all of us in our role <clears throat> as CEOs have that problem. We're trying to get people to come walk through our door. It's not easy. Um, so with AK, OKR specifically, uh, the way we do it here, I'll give you my way, doesn't by any means make it uh, the best or even in the top five, but I'll get specific for you, is first we'll set our company priorities, okay? So one of the things about clarity is knowing who you are, and we know who we are as a company. Uh, a lot of people talk about that as the mission statement, but that's just the start of it, right? There's a lot in there too who you are. It's, you know, knowing yourself, why you exist, why, what differentiates you. The second thing, this is all with the leadership team, making sure they're, they're bought in. Then the second thing is, okay, knowing that's who we are, what our purpose is, super important, is what are the major things to be successful? What are the things we have to key on? And this is something that I'll get the leadership team. And certainly I come in with ideas, right, to help guide it without a doubt. This is me and my leadership team. Together, we will agree on the top priorities of what we need to do to do these things strategically to accomplish our purpose. From there, we might have a set of, let's say, four OKRs for the company, okay, which I will create based off of this interactive conversation where we're all agreeing. From there, I will ask my leaders mm. for each of their departments to create their own OKRs However, that roll up to what we all just agreed as a company we need to 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 accomplish Got to get to our purpose. So what I'm trying to do is working with them to make sure we're all in alignment. Plus, as I said before, I get their great ideas. Right. That's the reason I want a great leadership team. Um, so we all agree on those. But then I assign or ask them or empower them to create the OKRs. But I've given them, we've all come to an agreement and alignment and are clear with, with or what our purpose is. So that way you put some um, um, uh, road, uh, guide rails, right, on what you're looking for in the OKR. So they don't just come in with all kinds of things. We've now got our agreed upon purpose or agreed upon uh, strategic focus areas or priorities. I'll try to keep that to like four at the most. Yeah. And then I'll ask them to develop their own department OKRs that roll up to those. That way, they have to walk in the office with them. <laughs> That's very but interesting. I'm giving because... them the direction and focus to make sure that they're in alignment. Because that alignment is so key. Clarity yeah. and alignment. Yeah, yeah. And and I think my I have a strong suspicion that it also uh, allows for these ideas that bubble up to be a lot more structured by the time they're presented to you for discussion. Because, you know, sometimes you'll say, hey, if you have any ideas on this, my door's open. Someone's going to walk in and just shoot the shit with you. And just it's like a random brainstorm discussion. You're like, in your mind, you're like, I did say my door was open, but this is 
not really useful uh, versus if you're like, all right, your responsibility is to set up your OKRs, then they're going to be with knowing that we've yeah. already agreed on what the so so you might have. So if you take a look at some of ours, customer success, employee engagement, improved um, product leadership, and, and and the fourth is is growth of recurring revenues. But take take any of the customer success. So now I'm going to get OKRs now that they know customer success is one of the things. Certainly, my customer success department is going to have something around some activities that might lead to lead to an increase in net promoter score. Hopefully, most of your uh, viewers know the NPS scores. Right. So that's kind of clear. But now my R&D group, knowing that customer success is, a, is of huge importance, they're going to come in with OKRs, not just around the product leadership priority, but they'll come in, and this is a perfect example, Things that that show a reduction in the amount of uh, discovered bugs by customers. Gotcha. Right, and so they come up with those things, and then by the way, now they're even more bought into them because they came up with them. But I know they're going to come in with things that we've decided are the most important thing to the company. Look, there is fifty different things we could be doing, yeah. but what has enabled us to be as successful as we have been, and we still need to be a lot more successful is focusing on the, the vital few, not the futile many, because there's 50 different things we could be doing. Damn, you, Let's get, make you, have, you have good one-liners, the vital few. Okay. And by the way, and I've stole most of them, so I can't, I can't take credit for them. I'll say that right now. Um, so this way, they're gonna, we're all going to be rowing towards the same thing. We're focused on, on the same things, which is going to enable us to, to accomplish more. So Got I it. think that's the key to enabling them to, to create their own OKRs, is say, here's what our priorities are. Your OKRs need to lead to that. I don't want to micromanage you to tell you, okay, you need to change the amount of bugs that are created from blank to blank. Mm-hmm. I need you to make the customers happy. And by the way, good leaders, which I've got here, and that's the only reason we've been successful as we have been, is they know even better than I do what they've got to produce in the software to make right. successful customers. I see what you mean. So if you say, I'm one of our or uh, strategic ob- objectives is going to be to increase NPS, or sorry, our key result is going to be to increase um, NPS, then customer success might have something to say, product might have something to say, but all of them are going towards, you know, pushing that same. That and sales might have something to say. Right. Uh, sales, and I'll get these specific examples of things my leaders have come up with, is sales wanted to create a better handoff system from when they closed the sale to handing it over to our customer support group because that was going to make a, a, a customer more successful, right? So you, when you put clear goals in front of smart, dedicated, passionate people, man, you just, you just get results. And just like I steal other people's quotes, <laughs> my job is to get the right people in the right room that are yeah. smarter than me, that are going to solve the problem, not have me do it. Very cool. Very inspiring. Uh, we're almost out of time. I'm going to try to squeeze in. I told you this is going to be a fast and furious uh, 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 format. Uh, I want to try to squeeze in one last one and try to, to get you to open up a little bit on something. Can you tell me about a practice around leadership, communication, whatever, that you've done that blew up on you that wasn't a good idea that you don't do anymore? Uh, a Put, putting you on the spot here. So if, it, if it takes you 10 yeah. minutes, we'll cut it out. Of the- that's okay. <laughs> a practice around leadership that's blown up on me. Um, let's see. Gosh. 
help people grow that work, help people go to the next step that weren't ready for it. Um, that would probably be one thing that's blown up on me. Well, everybody, you know, we, we want everyone to have a chance to be promoted without really taking a closer look at really, are they really ready for it? I mean, it's a nice thing to be able to say, but you, you're not helping that person if they're not really ready. And so maybe it's not putting them into an interview process, for example, right? right. Uh, hey, anybody internally should be able to interview for any, any new position that comes up because we're a company that wants to help people grow. Well, that can be actually have a, an opposite effect. And, and there's a good example that, you know, you had people go into the process and got actually discouraged. So instead of having a, looking back, instead of having a policy where, hey, anybody should be able to interview for any new leadership positions that open is it. What I learned was you want to make sure that you can consider people for it, but that doesn't mean you should just put them in the process because you can actually demotivate people. Right. That. Um, so it's more important to understand and plan early for what people are trying to get to. So when that position becomes available, they're actually more prepared to actually be successful there and kind of pour the efforts, which is harder earlier in the process. There's something weird going on where you put your finger directly on exactly something that I'm going through. I don't know how you did that, but really? that was that when you started explaining that I was like, holy shit, this is guy spying on me. Like what's what's going on? Uh, all right. Th thanks for sharing that. There's you. You're, you're really super useful. All right, man. That that's about our time. Thank you so much. This was great. Right. This was great. Thank you. Eric, for, thank you so uh, much. I hope that you know, there's just a couple little pieces in there somewhere that can be helpful to somebody. I appreciate you having me on. Very okay. Much. Have a good day. You too, buddy. Thanks for listening to Skunk Works. We'll see you again next time. And be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes.